Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. Four. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Back to local programming uh, for the uh, next, well, does it nine hours after the Iowa State Coaches Show tonight? Uh, that's tomorrow night. It's uh, the Des Moines Register Cyclones uh, show tonight at six o'clock. Anyways, BMW of Des Moines guest list for the Miller and Condon show shapes up like this. We will start with Alec Bussey, who covers Iowa State for twenty four seven Sports CycloneAlert.com. He is up first at eleven thirty. Twelve oh five. Bama Bob Trent and I will recap. Uh, a cra- another crazy weekend in college football. That's at 12.05. And with most of the Iowa media uh, up in the Twin Cities for Big Ten uh, uh, Women's Basketball Media Days, John Miller is going to pinch hit uh, on those Hawkeyes at 12.30 before Mr. Monday Night makes his pick tonight. Packers and the Raiders. A lot of NFL. Most of it will get pushed to tomorrow. A lot of baseball. Some of it will get pushed to tomorrow. But the Twins were a good story last night. Good to see the Twins even up this series at uh, one apiece. Hawks win. Clones win. It was a good weekend. It was. Alum from both programs made a major impact in the NFL yesterday. Yes. Hawkeyes and Cyclones alike. So, yeah, it was a good weekend, wasn't it? How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, that was uh, an enjoyable one. And capping off last night with my twins getting a victory, that put a little hop in the step in getting that to uh, to go the twins' way. And now renewed optimism going into game three sure back is. home. To 3 o'clock tomorrow, 310 for whatever. Yeah, right that range. Yeah. And it, uh, yeah. They can win the series. I said it going in. You know me, not optimistic. Mm-hmm. I, I'm optimistic that this team can win this series. The Rangers are red hot on the other side, but bring it on. The Twins have played well against the Rangers this year, but still need to win two more. And Sonny Gray will get the ball in Game 3. That's good. Then the decision what to do in Game 4. And then Pablo, if necessary, waiting in Game 5. Oh, he was unbelievable yesterday, was he not? I mean, my good God. Uh, I remember when the trade happened. You, uh, I was okay with it, if you remember. I, I was, thought you hesitated. No, a little no, no, bit. no. You me. always take the pitcher over the guy that's yes. going to lead the league in batting. No, because Arise was always a guy that, with his injury Injuries, history, right. yeah, I just he's fun to watch. <laughs> he's a single hitter. Right, right. In today's environment, he'll hit for a high average. His on-base percentage will be good. But the starting pitcher was terrific yesterday, was he not? Yeah. Poof. That's why you go out and you get that guy. And we saw it happen. And what has been different for the Twins this postseason as opposed to, what, the nine postseason pitching. appearances? Pitching. Pitching. Yes, without a doubt. Offense yesterday mm-hmm. uh, came to life. All right, Iowa and Iowa State both won over the weekend. Good to see both schools uh, taking uh, steps forward. Iowa-Wisconsin this week. Clones head on the road uh, to Cincinnati as an underdog. I kind of was surprised that the number came out to where it did, but uh, nonetheless, they were an underdog at home against TCU. Never gave them a chance in that game. Where do you want to start? You want to start with the Hawks? Uh, since they played first over the sure. over Saturday, start there. Here's my takeaway from it. I think the defensive line was fed up. <laughs> fed yeah. up with hearing how bad they are, Trent. Mm-hmm. Aaron Graves, I mean, uh, he, he was sick, to, sick and tired of hearing he hasn't done anything. Is this guy trending towards the B word? The defensive line was a major, major factor. They come into the football game with three sacks on the season. Didn't have a sack against a power conference team. 
Yeah. They have six. That changed. <laughs> 12 tackles for loss. That was incredible. They were getting after it in yeah. all phases. That yep. defensive line played at a level we hadn't seen this year. This was, coming into the year, the defensive line I thought we were going to see mm-hmm. all season long. Yeah, true. It took a while. Mm-hmm. Joe Evans, outstanding. Logan Lee, outstanding. That was his best game I've ever seen him play. He was all over the place. You mentioned Aaron Graves. Y.A. Black, it is starting to click yeah, with that young man. Yeah, it is. He is playing at a high level, and it's a guy that we've heard about for, well, it says he stepped on campus. Mm-hmm. He's a behemoth. He's 6'4", 315. He's just built differently than most Iowa defense alignment and certainly tackles, and he can move. And when he is out there, you saw the impact plays that he was able to make. Linebackers. Deontay Craig, got to throw him on the yep, mix. absolutely. Got another sack, mm-hmm. and he was playing well. He was running around, nearly had an interception off a tip yes, ball he did. as he went diving after that one. Well, it was good to see Higgins get that pick. Yes, he mm-hmm. got that one. It was just, it was a team effort. That team was playing at a high level. Yep. Defensively, I guess the only one that you'd maybe point to that had a disappointing game was Xavier Wampa. And it sounds like he's banged up right now. Oh, is that right? We mentioned a couple weeks ago when they basically go with a three linebacker look when Kyler Fisher comes out there and they go to the traditional 4 3. At the beginning of the year, Wampa stayed in there. It was just Castro going off. Now Castro is moving back to safety, and Wampa's off the field. And I think it has probably something to do with uh, him being banged up at this time. He didn't play well, but short of him, uh, that defense played really, really well. I know Cooper DeGene didn't rate very well in pro football focus. Yeah, I got a pick. That pass interference, that wasn't pass interference. That was a bad call in the end zone. It was oh, a 15 yeah, 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 yes, I remember that. Yes. No, it was the freshman wide receiver that stopped mm-hmm. and was trying to come back for the ball. Right. That is not pass But is he allowed to come back for the ball, though, Trent? I, I he can't push off to get there, and that's where the contact was initiated. I thought that was a bad call. Not an egregious one. Just a, right. It wasn't the right one I could see that being flagged, though, yeah. since he was Oh, good. yeah. yeah. Uh, what about Drew Stevens? That was weird. Now, I would love to hear from somebody that was at the game, because you saw the extra points, and... All the field goals, the one that drifted from the Purdue mm-hmm. kid, not the block field goal, but the second field goal by Stevens. We've never seen him miss like that. Yep. Speaking of the block field goal, yeah, the long snapper wasn't it? The long snapper yeah, tried to <laughs> shove him into it. Was, it's just, hey, Elgin Bam, get him on. If they I touch guess it, right. If, they, if they're going to be hanging around there, yeah. and they touch it. They make them pay. That's a lot of ball. You get it. It, it, it is. I got a kick out of that. It didn't happen with the first guy, so we found another victim to <laughs> right. go try and drag it. You're going to be play. hanging around around the ball. I'm going to try to shove you into yeah, it. That's good coaching. Absolutely. That's good coaching. I did get a kick out of it, though. Speaking of getting kicks of it, Tory Taylor got a bunch of them, not yeah. kicks, punts. My God, what a weapon. Big 10 special teams player did he of get the that? week. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised, right? And his best punt of the day was returned for like 50 yards. The first one the of the 60 day. 60 yarder? Yeah, that yeah. skipped up and yeah. hit at the five. And it just threw off the timing of the coverage mm-hmm. unit. It wasn't that he, I didn't think, outkicked the coverage like the TV broadcast mentioned. It was more, it took a funky hop. Not mm-hmm. only did it bounce right into the returner's hands, but almost like skipped sideways. Yep, yep. And because of that, you're out of your lanes. Mm-hmm. It was a good return on that kid. You mentioned the broadcasters. Yeah. What did you think? Of Jack Collinsworth? Yes. He stinks. He's awful. Yeah, he's bad. He's really bad. Yeah. Um, I thought we were done um, for Rents. <laughs> nope. I thought it was over, Trent. After nope. after this long, we'd had enough of uh, Kirk Ferentz, nope. Brian Ferentz, but apparently it's back. Jason Garrett, who might have been the first college uh, football game he's watched in a while. Um, but yeah, he's <laughs> Brian Ferentz and Kirk Ferentz. And yeah, I thought Jack Collinsworth is, look, he's fine sideline reporter. Mm-hmm. End it there. 
He's not good play-by-play. He just doesn't have any oomph in his no. voice. You know, Noah Eagle was a guy initially. But at least he was in the building. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah. he, uh, Noah Eagle was a guy initially. I wasn't real sure. Yeah. He's grown on me. Yeah. Noah Eagle, he's improved. Mm-hmm. Jack Collinsworth. A long way to go. He's a long way to go. Yeah, a long way to go. We'll, we'll see if he gets there. I'll give credit to Eagle. He got a lot better. He I did. I thought he's improved a yeah. lot yeah. in his year plus now of broadcasting mm-hmm. games. We'll see if Collinsworth can get and there. And he's got some big games. I mean, he's a fast yes. riser. Oh, no, absolutely. No Eagles career is uh, is yep. on a fast track. Um, all right, Wisconsin this week. Yeah. What's the number? Nine? Ten. Is it ten now? It's up to ten. What am I missing? So the look-ahead line at FanDuel, they put theirs up on Saturday night. They had it six and a half. And then when we see Circa comes out, by the time it looked again, a FanDuel is up at nine and a half. Now mm-hmm. I saw a couple of tens that mm-hmm. popped up this morning. It's just Iowa's inability but, to yeah, move the football. Well, true. And I'm not saying that Wisconsin's not going to win the game, mm-hmm. but they're not that. I mean, it's the Big Ten West we're talking here. When you look at Wisconsin, you can't just look at them. This cannot just be a box score kind of team because you look at the box scores and it, it looks a lot more impressive than what I have seen. I believe I've seen every one of the Wisconsin games now in the BTN and 60. Okay. And going back and knowing. The way the game plays out, knowing the yeah. box score, knowing the way, yeah. and then going in, and every single time that I've seen the Badgers, I said, "Man, they're not that good." I feel they're the getting same breaks. Way. You they can are. break. You make your own break. They're getting breaks. Mm-hmm. Things are going their way. Mm-hmm. Against Rutgers, it was just a whole hum effort. There's been a lot of them this year. You got to let dig a Purdue deeper. back into the football game they on did. that Friday night, and, a and Purdue weeks ago. handed the game away. I mean, they're just turning the ball over. Purdue's and, not very good. No, now. Iowa's offense isn't very good either. Where are we on Deacon Hill? He's bad. He's really it's bad. <laughs> it's the same thing that we said from the get go, right? Yeah. He's he's a bad quarterback. He is. Receivers didn't catch a ball. No, uh, didn't catch a single ball. Good, good luck recruiting on that, huh? Really? Hey, come here and block. Run a couple of wind sprints. <laughs> right. We'll scheme you up. Yep. That was Ugh. so. As you know, on Sunday night, I always do my rewind. I watched the game again, and watching it last night, there were four different passing plays. We know the sailed balls. Anybody can see them. He's sailing passes all mm-hmm. over the place. He's not an accurate quarterback, nope. even nope. with the big arm. And I love that he's taking shots because yep. if they take that away from him, good guy. Got nothing. But there were so many plays where a couple of them that he missed on the only deep receiver. And the deep, deepest receiver is like 12, maybe 15 yards down the field. No. With this quarterback, that's not how you can play. You have to have receivers running up the field. You have to have guys deep because that's the only thing that has – the defense being honest is, well, at least he can throw it deep, right? That's the one thing, mm-hmm. that's the one positive for Deacon Hill is the strong arm. And when you don't have any route concepts going down the field, on third and eight, you have one guy 12 yards down the field, you got three other guys short of the sticks, that is taking away the one positive that you have with Deacon Hill. The scheme stinks. It just does. The, the, the passing game makes absolutely no sense, and that stepped up again rewatching the game last night. Deacon was bad. Were there a couple of drops? There were. All had one. The interception, it was a high throw. Got a hand on it. You can argue either sides of that one. Your wide receiver, you got to catch that. Regardless, Deacon Hill is not the answer. There probably isn't an answer on this roster. I don't think there is. Well, Farron said that Labus is not coming. He's not going to play. Hill is our quarterback. What is the deal with Kirk Ferentz and quarterback? He's just stubborn. But this isn't new. He's willing to move guys around the offensive line all mm-hmm. September. Doesn't care. Yeah, Shuffling guys in nope. and out doesn't matter. Deacon Hill's our quarterback, Trent. Running backs, play three, play four. Yep. Doesn't matter if one's the best by far. Yeah, We're going to play three or four. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers, everybody gets to go out there and run some wind sprints. Yeah. 
But when it comes to the quarterback <laughs> That's position. That's all they're doing, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah. When it comes to the quarterback position. Uh-huh. And we've seen this now for two decades, right? Two decades. Yes. Since he got there. This has been the, his M.O. I mean, regardless of what year. If you, Christensen. Yes. We could all yes. see. He wasn't the answer. He wasn't the guy. No. That one, a little bit different. I understand the Christensen one, and I give him more slack probably in that one than some of the others because of the recruiting class that he was a part of. All those Illinois kids that came in. All right. It was a top 10 recruiting class. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that brought them. Mm-hmm. He was the leader. I I can understand that one. You don't want to throw the guy, the quarterback, the guy that helped bring basically an unprecedented recruiting class to the University of Iowa. You don't want to throw that guy under the bus. You want to give him as much room as possible. Turned out there's a better one. and We saw how that played out. But nope. then you go on. And Jake Rudock, who was fine. He's okay. He was okay, yeah. right? He was he made to the NFL. He did, yeah. He <laughs> was a B minus. But everybody could see CJ Beathard was different. Uh-huh. And it took so long to get there. We've seen that Spencer Petrus never had it. He just didn't. No. And now it's pretty it wasn't good himself. Mm-mm. But the inability last year to pull the trigger, to try something. What's the upside? The upside is you're not the worst offense in the country. Because guess what? Even if your other quarterback sucks, you're still the worst offense in the country. And this one here, I don't think Joe Labus is very good himself. But it can't be worse than this, can it? Well, Trent, it was, it was, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. And if he's the guy going forward, best of luck to him. It's good to have Caleb Johnson back behind you when you're uh, getting set to run a play. He was unbelievable. I thought LaShawn Williams played really well. He did, yeah. The running game got going. He did. They were doing different things. And that's the positive is this run game. And with a banged-up offensive line. Connor Colby, the week before the Michigan State game, didn't practice all week long. Mm. He went out there because of the DeYoung injury and had to play late in that football game. Mason Richmond, as of Friday... Was not going to play. Ferris believed he was not going to play. And he went out there. What I do wonder is if Richmond wouldn't have played, who plays tackle? (sighs) What have they done? Would Jennings Dunker went over to left tackle and then Dejan Parker, who... Talk about a well, they swing and a miss there. something together, but boy, oh boy, yeah, that's, a, that's something to watch going forward. You Trent. go into the transfer portal, yeah. you beat out other power conferences for Dejan Parker, and he can't get on the field uh-uh. with this offensive line? Yeah. That's a swing and a miss. Indeed. Let's go to Ames, where by all accounts it was a pretty special night up there with all the, the Jack Trice celebration. So let's start with that. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they continue this Make it a yearly celebration. I don't. Need, I don't know if you need to go to the extremes that you did with having Seneca do his thing mm-hmm. with the dinosaurs. But why wouldn't you wear those uniforms on the first October of uh, first game in October every single year going forward? I, I think that's a perfect way right? to do it. Absolutely. Because I think the players love the uniforms. Mm-hmm. I think that they understand what it, what that what that night meant to them. Certainly, the fan base did. Um, look. Ryan Clanton, well done. I ripped you a couple of weeks ago. I thought you deserved it um, because this offensive line was not ready at the time. They're starting to come together. They the are. pass pro's always been there. Mm-hmm. It's been the run block that's been um, you know, wanting more, but not anymore. These last couple of games, they're running the ball. Sama's running the ball. Here's my biggest takeaway from this one, Trent. There's okay. a couple of them. It was the Burl Frailer game. Yes. I mean, he was unbelievable in the game. And that five-pack of young linebackers – Freshman in Sadowski and um, redshirt freshman in no Bacon's a sophomore. Lovett is a sophomore. Mm-hmm. McLaughlin is a sophomore. Willick is a is she true or redshirt freshman? Point being, 
that these guys are all in their first or second year of seeing playing time. That's five linebackers. Gary Vaughn's been a great story. Gary Vaughn, um, great story. Yes, yeah. The other five guys, I get where you're going. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They can play, uh, and and they are playing. They're playing their you know what's off. Um, as, as they are on both sides of the football. Brendan Black, the right guard, 51. He's never going to miss another game, Trent. Nope. He that is, is his spot, right? Yeah. He is your starter going forward. He's a nasty SOB. Did you see him take that kid from TCU, that defensive lineman, all the way to his own bench and then pancake him? Just an absolute mauler. mauler. Yes, that's what you need. And I do wonder with him going forward after this season, is he a guy that kicks out to tackle? He's 6'4". Yeah. I mean, that's kind of right on the fringes, it right? Is, it's, it r- is. It's right on the fringes yeah. because good Boy, tackles are hard nasty. to find. Yes, he is. He was, he was really fun to watch. And Tyler Miller feels like maybe it's starting to click yeah, with him. I think so. He graded out as the best run blocker oh, in the football did, huh? game. Yeah. Huh. Um, and we talked about, you know, Simmons. What about Boniface at center? Fine. Yeah, I he, think so too. He's not. He's not great, not Tyler Linderbaum, but <laughs> no, no, but no. he's but he's young too. I mean, he's yeah, still got two absolutely. years of eligibility. Yep. Great call, great call. Yeah, they're they figured it out now, mm-hmm. and they played the same offensive line for every snap of the football Which game. Which was is that a fact? Nobody nobody got in, huh? Nobody else Isn't got in. Something? But now you get a pretty big addition coming back this week. Well, and, and where do you park him? Because you just told <sighs> me that Tyler Miller graded out <laughs> as high as in, and I think that's where Remsburg is going to that where he was ticketed. Right? He's not going in a right guard. No, he's not going in there. Black, that's your spot, baby. He's not a center. No. Well. No, I don't. I, but I like Boniface. Yeah, I. But that that's going to be difficult for Clinton uh-huh. now, and you do wonder too. First game action of the year. These other guys have been yeah. out there now. Who's banged up? We don't know. Right. Maybe one of these guys is nursing something right now. And mm-hmm. hey, this would be a perfect opportunity where we can get Remsburg out there. We'll split some reps. We'll go that direction. Say they have I don't know seventy plays offensively this week against Cincinnati. How many snaps do you think Remsburg gets? Thirty five over half. Mm, yeah, pro- I mean they're not going to four or five drives. Might be a little bit lower, less than that. Yeah, it's just uh, just what you said. If everybody played, you know, they were all in there, and there was no rotation uh, this past week against TCU. Um, we'll see. I mean, it's a good problem to have, I guess, because Rensburg is good enough to play. He's played his entire career. He can Who got hurt? No, I don't. Matter. We'll never remember who got hurt. Um, but that's how he got to see the field for the first time, right? When he was a freshman. Or Is that a, what it was? Yes, he came in. I remember talking about him the gay, the Monday after he got saw his first playing time. Mm-hmm. That I think somebody got hurt and paved the way for him, and then he didn't look out of place at all. We both felt that way. Um, Rocco Becht was good again. Yes, he was. Usama was good again. Sanders was terrific running the football. I like Carson Hansen when he mm-hmm. gets his minute. Iowa State's got a whole bunch of good running backs. They do. A whole bunch of good running backs. Yep. This team is getting better. This team is, you could see Campbell's plan. Um, look, it's not without the realm of possibility. And if this happens, Trent, this is his best coaching job. If he gets this team to postseason with this youth on this team, as bad as they looked, I mean, I would love to know how many people were, tr- not people, players, were truly puking their guts out before the Ohio game. Yeah. Right? That'll be kind of that great unknown. And if it feel if it falls just short, you know, they get to five and seven. Yeah. And you'll look back and say but Beck never went in the locker room apparently. He stayed yeah. outside and puked the oh. entire intermission. Jalen Noel couldn't answer the bell. He was so damn sick. 
Some of the fan base was puking afterwards, well, too. Well, it was, too. <laughs> it was, too. But good for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Good for Iowa. They both took steps forward. They're both going to be underdogs on the road this week. Hawks at Wisconsin, Iowa State uh, going into Cincinnati the first time. I think for, you know what? I think that Iowa State's going to have some fans at this game. Sure. I would think that this would be one of those destinations where, you know, you want to get an opportunity, see Nippert Stadium for the first time, get to Cincinnati. It's a pretty cool city. It really is. It's drivable. I think it's, what, 10 hours, 10 and a half, 9 and a half, uh, somewhere, in that, uh, somewhere in that vicinity. But a lot of things positive um, for both, uh, certainly for on both sides of the football for Iowa State. And again, Ryan Clanton, uh, well done. So I uh, just popped open one of my apps. Iowa State's up to now a five-point underdog in this game. Five? Cincinnati's quarterback's a dual-threat quarterback. Maybe that's part of it because that seems to be those kind of quarterbacks give Iowa State fits in the past. All the early money is on Cincinnati. Is it really? Yeah. DraftKings has a five and a half. It's five at Circa. A lot of five and a halves on the board now. 83% of the tickets and 94% of the money. So what does that tell you? Is it going to trend to six? Will it touch six, six and a half? I think that's where it's going right now. Give me the clones. I'll say. Absolutely. I'm going to see where this thing goes. And if it drops back to four and a half, I'll jump aboard at that point. Mm -hmm. This thing keeps going north. I'm just going to keep waiting because I think the clones are the right side again. Uh, Jeff, uh, welcome to the program. Jeff, how are you? Doing well. I want to, you know, make a new segment uh, for college football with us three. Let's say who's on the hot seat. And for in college, well, well, this is easy, right? Well, after I say it, it better be. So I'm watching. I'm watching the Miami Kings. Ding, 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 ding. And I, I'm trying to understand or, or get why are we not taking a knee no when the reason. game is completely yeah. over? Trent, were you over. watching this live? I was. You watched it live. Mm-hmm. I don't know what game I was, was on. Go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. It was over. Yeah. And all you got to do is take a knee. Now it gets even worse. In Mario post game. Pretty much just saying it's on everybody. No, nobody. It's on you. Yep. It's not on anybody else. You're the head coach. Mm-hmm. You're the leader. You're the guy. You're four and zero. We want to talk about a hot seat. He should have been fired right then and there. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to me at a, at the highest level. Somebody or or just himself. Just take, hey, coach, take a knee. It's the game's over. <laughs> I have no idea what he was doing. So. For week one, we can we can. I'll stop talking about Coach Campbell, Mario. I don't know what you were doing. You're on a hot seat. Before I let you go, it was great. No, no, no. We let you go. Yeah, yeah. This is this is Miller and Condon, not Miller Jeff and Condon. (laughs) Okay. Well, real quick, we love you, Jeff. You're welcome anytime. You know that. I have time. Yeah, go ahead, brother. Is it was great to see Iowa State get a win, back to back wins. Now, if we take a step further and look at the whole picture. You take out Texas, Texas and Oklahoma. How good is the Big Twelve? Not very. When you stack up all those teams, K State, Baylor, uh, te- you know Texas Tech, all these teams we thought were going to be, I don't know, a little bit better. Yeah. Everybody in the Big Twelve besides those two look. I would say clip and, clip and save this, Jeff. The 2024 okay. Big Twelve Championship game is played between the Utes and the Buffs. And, I, and, that, and that'll be great. I think that and, and that would be a good matchup. But just for the Iowa State factor, the teams they're beating, it almost looks like the Big Ten, the Big Ten West. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 
Well, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not so sure what's. I mean, look, Texas West, and West Virginia are really it's, good. It's a nice story. It's Neil a Brown's nice going to save his job, yep, but it's a nice. They're story. not very good. No, I don't think so. Texas Tech has won a couple of games in conference. I'm not sure they're I'm, not very. I'm good. with you, Trent. I thought they were going to be way it's, better. It's fair to say that after Texas and Oklahoma, this conference this year mm-hmm. is very down. The future. Well, Dion sticks around. Mm-hmm. That's going to change it. Utah Whittingham is a great coach. program. Yeah. Whittingham Arizona had USC on the yes, ropes. Yes, they did. That is a program that Jeff, is ascending. thanks for the call. I appreciate it. With Good Jed Fish. They're, yeah. they're definitely heading that direction. Wasn't Arizona State winning their game? They were, yeah. Um, yeah, unbelievable, right? Anyways, what a weekend of college football. We'll touch on the NFL tomorrow, I'm guessing. This Brock Purdy story. It's amazing. It's just amazing, isn't it? He was making plays. It wasn't... Just the system. It wasn't thing. No, that's not what this no, was. No. This was a guy going out there. Uh, one, uh, one more note. As I meant, brought up the point spreads for the weekend. Yep. The Iowa Wisconsin game keeps going north. Badgers keep. Uh, what did more it open at? So I saw FanDuel. Normally, Circa has the first lines yep. up on Saturday. Well, it was Sunday morning. I was doing my reaction podcast. Like at like midnight, one yeah, o'clock. Yeah, like one o'clock. Gotcha. And so I popped open because they're locked on sponsor of Sportsbook to see if it was up, and it was. And it was six and a half on Sunday morning. What I looked again then when Circos came out, it was up to nine and a half. Jesus. So the Badgers are taking a ton of money, at least early on in that one. It's touched 10 a couple of spots. In fact, right now, Circa, 10. 10 and a half at the Superbook. Nine and a half at DraftKings, 10 at Caesars. And 10 basically across the board painted the rest of the way. That's a lot of points. I like the points for both of the schools this week. I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. And, uh, and you right, know what, Trent? Here's the thing. Chris Anders just posted his number. What has he got? At the South Point. Posted it at 10.5. That's their 10 first touch that they put up on the board. 10.5. Huh. Deacon Hill going back to his old stopping grounds. <laughs> the Deacon Hill game. <laughs> the revenge of Deacon Hill. By the way... How did you do on your picks? Three and two. I had a great college football Saturday. I went eleven and three. Holy! It was macro. best of the season. I was seeing it right. My three losses, two of them were absolute train wrecks. I had Cal, which was the right side against Oregon State, got backdoored in that one. There was one other one. The only one I didn't see well was the AM Alabama game. I, I just was seeing it perfectly. Yeah, and then yesterday, yeah. got off to a great start. Hit the London game. Hit the Steelers. Two and zero. Oh. And then I bet all four games of the afternoon window and went 0 and 4. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. But for our picks, I went 3 and 2. All right. Not, that's good. Yeah, that's really good, Trent. Really good. There's another guy, though, in the competition. He mm-hmm. hasn't won in a few years. No, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. He doesn't like picking games. Hate it. He hates it. He's 22 and 8 against the number, that's... including his second 5 and 0 of the year. Yeah. Ken yeah. Miller. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Yeah, there it is. Woo! I have no idea, because I hate my picks every week. No, you I, do. I just hate them. Every time you come in, I, yeah. I hate the slate. How did you find five? <laughs> How can you get there? Yeah. And you are seeing it right now. Now, you got helped out. You didn't hit the closing number of the Maryland game, but when we did it, yeah. it was 20 and a half, right. and that's what we what do. What did it go off at? 18, 18 and a half. Did it go half, that yeah. bad? Jeez. It did. There was a lot of steam that came in on Maryland, and boy, for the first three quarters. I thought it was home free. <laughs> Then I had the nail bite. Yes, absolutely. Anyways, Alec Bussey, he covers Iowa State. He joins us next. Miller and Condon. I believe we have keywords, but I don't have them. Do you? I think I do. Give me a moment. All right. Time to claim your NIL money. You can head to kxno.com right now. 
Uh, and you can enter this nationwide contest by at washersystems.com. Good morning, Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Back to Iowa State. Alex Bussey covers those Cyclones for 24-7 sports, CycloneAlert.com, and he joins us. Alec, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on on this Monday. It's uh, starting to feel like fall a little bit. Yeah, sure is. No doubt about that. Well, let's go back to Saturday night. And where I want to start with you is this Brendan Black kid who I, I can't uh, – I can't recall a freshman lineman coming in and, and kind of jumping off the TV screen as he did. He's nasty, which I love about him, uh, taking that uh, defensive lineman all the way to his own sideline and pancaking him uh, out of bounds. That gets your attention for a true freshman or anybody, for that matter. Uh, but uh, the offensive line overall starting to come together. Tip of the cap to Ryan Clanton as uh, this unit, after struggling mightily early in the year, Alex, seems to be coming together. Yeah, guys, it really has. Um, I think Saturday was the best we've seen Iowa State run the ball this season against a power conference opponent. Obviously, you can go back to the way they played against Northern Iowa, but that's an SDS opponent. You should run the ball well against an opponent of that of that level, but we've seen them struggle against a lot of other schools um, to run the ball. I mean, we don't need to talk about the way they struggled against Iowa or Ohio, but it got a little bit better against Oklahoma, and we saw how capable that defense is against a high-quality opponent this weekend, but yeah, things are certainly trending the right way, and I think it's no coincidence that things are trending the right way since Brendan Black has started to progressively get more snaps. I think the first time he started to play was against Oklahoma State, played a little bit more against Oklahoma, and then he ends up starting for the first time this season, and it's the first time Iowa State's had a freshman offensive lineman start since, I think, 2008. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's pretty impressive to have a true freshman starting on the interior of your offensive line and can kind of be a big piece that seems to be leading to the improvement of it all. So you now throw an addition in there with the return of Remsburg coming back. He was coming into the year, I think most people would believe, the best offensive lineman of this group. So how do you believe this is going to shake out? How is Remsburg both acclimated in there and what position do you anticipate to see Remsburg out there? Yeah, I think that'll be really interesting to kind of track because now that the offensive line is playing well, we often hear coaches talk a lot about not wanting to mess with the chemistry mm-hmm. of that group. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they kind of factor him in. Um, James Neal has struggled at left tackle a good bit this year, but I don't know how much you really want to mess with your left tackle because um, he started to play a little bit better. Maybe you can shuffle some pieces around, or maybe it becomes a rotational thing where you kind of have five, six guys. Um, and the, that fifth and sixth guy kind of rotate in in different spots to kind of see what the best way to kind of do things is. Uh, good problem to have, but they certainly have a lot of running backs and, and all of them. I mean, even Carson Hansen, when he gets the few opportunities per game that he does, he's noticeable. Sama uh, leaving the defense behind uh, as he took one of the house. Eli Sanders is really, really playing well, and I thought he'd fallen you know, uh, down the depth chart. And Cartavius Dorn, I still think he's banged up a little bit, Alec, I do. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, you love what he brings. Boy, Iowa State's got some depth at the running back position, no doubt. No, they certainly do, and I think you're starting to see some flashes from some guys. I don't think that Abu Sama had the greatest 
game overall on Saturday, but when you have a 55-yard touchdown run right up the middle and you go untouched, it's hard to be overly critical of it. He's now had big runs in back-to-back weeks. I think it was a 36- or 39-yard run against Oklahoma, and now a 55-yard run this past weekend. So if he kind of turns into a home run hitting threat for you um, out of the backfield, that's big because I think Eli Sanders is pretty reliable. I think you mentioned Cartavius Norton might still be dealing with some issues with that with that shoulder um, that he suffered against Oklahoma State. But I think that there's some pieces in that running back room that all bring something a little bit different. I thought Norton ran really hard on Saturday. Um, Sanders, to me, has been impressive going back to the Oklahoma State game. And I talked about Sama kind of being a home run hitting threat. Uh, the last couple of weeks. So there's there's some intriguing depth in that running back room for sure. Also intriguing depth at the tight end position. Ben Brommer has come in and been an absolute star as East indeed come up with a big one. Even Steve O'Klotz back in the mix there. <laughs> right. uh, they got a ton of depth. And we also mentioned Deshaun Hanneke and the possibility of him returning with the change in the NCAA rule. A, have you heard anything in that front? And if he does come back, where are the snaps going to come from? Didn't mention Tyler Moore. I mean, on and on. This is an incredibly deep tight end room. Yeah, so I haven't heard anything about um, those guys involved in the gambling probe coming back. I know Iowa is trying to kind of figure out if they're eligible to even practice right now. I don't know where that all kind of stands. Um, I think it's going to be hard for any program to get new pieces involved into the offense, but um, or the defense for that matter, I guess. But I think... If you can get him back and you can get him involved just a little bit, that would be big. But, yeah, I like the tight end room. I've liked the tight end room a lot since since really week one. I thought it played well most of the season. It, it's deep. You talk about guys like Easton Dean as well. Uh, ben Bramer had a good catch on Saturday, like you said. Um, it, it's a good group there. And I think, I think that it complements the receiver room well, um, which I think is not always common for a lot of programs across the country where – you, know, you kind of want to throw to both because it makes it a little bit more difficult to defend. But I think that this Iowa State offense is kind of starting to do that. Um, we'll target receivers. We've seen Daniel Jackson, Jalen Noll play well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dimitri Stanley had a good game the last couple of weeks. Now you're starting to see the tight ends start to emerge a little bit as well like they were early in the season. Alec, I thought that uh, was, I switched the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we'll get to some of the young guys because they're all con- so many con- uh, contributing. But I thought Bo Frailer was the story of that defense on Saturday night. The picks, yeah, the statistics were there, but he was all over the field. I thought that was the best I've seen Bo Frailer play maybe since his freshman campaign. Yeah, I mean, anytime you get two picks, it's hard to say that you have a bad game on right. the field. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that we saw the secondary play pretty well. Uh, I thought that they kind of struggled against Oklahoma a good bit, but they played a lot better against TCU. Certainly, I don't think TCU has the weapons um, that Oklahoma has, and they don't play at the tempo that Oklahoma does either, but it's a lot of similar scheme stuff. And I thought that John Haycock did a good job of kind of righting the wrongs yeah. they had against Oklahoma and kind of correcting those mistakes and getting everything trending in the right direction again for Iowa State's defense. And I think that that's a huge reason why they were able to win the game. I mean, the offense certainly has a good day, putting up 27 points. But, you know, anytime you hold your opponent to 14, you're probably going to feel pretty confident about your ability to win the game. And I think we're starting to see the secondary play a little bit better um, when you think back to the way they struggled against Oklahoma. And then I thought the defensive line did a pretty good job as well. I think I think Iowa State would like to see them get home a little bit more consistently and get the quarterback to the turf in the mm-hmm. backfield for, for losses. But that's not something they're doing a lot of right now. Um, I know they had to replace a first-round draft pick on the edge who did a lot of that for them last season, but 
I think if they can start to get some pressure, I think you're really going to start to see some issues being caused for uh, for opponents. We know TJ Tampa's excellent. Miles Perch is very solid out there. We've seen some young guys out at the cornerback spot, though, get a little bit of run. And a Janez Williams, a Crosby a little bit on Saturday night. Your thoughts on those youngsters? Kind of look into the future. We know the future seems so bright at so many positions with all these young guys playing. What about the cornerback spot? Yeah, I think corner is one of the spots on the team that I feel like is really strong this year. Obviously, you have TJ Tampa. Obviously, you have Miles Purchase. Those guys have played well. Um, I purchased struggled a little bit about at Oklahoma. He got picked on just a little, a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but I do think that overall, you know, that that young group and that secondary has developed well, and I think because of the way they've played for the most part this season, they've been able to get multiple people on the field and get them reps. Which anytime that you're a program like Iowa State, that's huge because Iowa State's not recruiting at a level like a Georgia or Ohio State or or Alabama, right? That they're their five-star freshman might be coming in just ready to play naturally. Um, I would say probably isn't going to be that fortunate very often with a lot of their freshmen. So to get them integrated just slowly and get them a few snaps here and there, I think is very important. Uh, did you hear after the game uh, what happened to Chandler Morris? I didn't. Um, I know when he was down on the field, it looked like he was grabbing at his left knee. Okay. Um, and I haven't seen any reports of what could be going on there in terms of a long-term or short-term injury. I remember... Um, I think seeing him on the sidelines um, using crutches, I believe, mm-hmm. at one point in the game. But don't quote me if that if that didn't happen. Uh, but yeah, that would certainly be a big loss for TCU. And you look ahead to TCU's slate; it, it, it's pretty it's pretty scary. Like there's a real possibility that TCU might miss the bowl game, especially if Chandler Morris from the national championship right. to being left out. It's unbelievable. Well, speaking of bowl eligibility, a renewed sense of perhaps optimism for Iowa State. We know how the season ends, and maybe that K State game looks a little more mm-hmm. gettable now than it yep. certainly did coming into the season, but out two straight road trips. It is, of course, Cincinnati this week, a bye week, and then going to Baylor. I look at both of those games as very winnable. I'm surprised with the spread coming out this week with the Cincinnati game. When you look at these two, not just getting a win, how real is the possibility that they can win back-to-back road games? It's a very good question. Um, and I think that they need to win both of these next two games if they want to go to a bowl game because their last month of the season is really, really, really difficult, in my opinion. Um, I know in that last like four or five month stretch, and I don't have the exact order memorized off the top of my head, but I know they play Kansas, BYU, um, Texas, K State. Yeah, so you're you're really good at memorizing schedules. I got um, it in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's really hard. I think Kansas is potentially a winnable game, but to me, yeah. Kansas is the clear number three best team in the Big Twelve right now. I, I wouldn't expect to go on the road to win at Provo. That that's just a really hard place to play mm-hmm. and a tough road trip. This Texas team is obviously legit. They're a clear mm-hmm. top-ten team, and I think that they've kind of left some of the stupid, silly mistakes against lesser opponents in the past, at least this this, this specific Texas team. And then you've got a game against K-State where, like, K-State doesn't look great right now. Um, but I think that they'll kind of start to improve a little bit. Well, Howard has been really mistake-prone. He's got to clean it that sure up for the catch. Yep. But you got to win these next two, I think, if you want to go to a bowl game and then hope that you either you upset someone in your last month five weeks um, or you, you just play really well and you beat it and you beat an opponent that ends up being an equivalent. But these next two games, these next three weeks overall for Iowa State, I think could really determine the, the overall success of this team this year. You know, I think we're, we're in our final minute before we got to go to, did, did we bring up the quarterback? We didn't No, <laughs> no. It's crazy, right? I mean, it's the most, they important, got their dude. 
They do. I mean, Rocco Beck doesn't wow you, Alec. I guess that's probably why we, you know, we haven't got to him, but he just does a lot of things efficiently, uh, which is, you know, I'm guessing what, uh, uh, what Shieldhouse and Campbell are asking him to do. No, I agree with that, guys. I mean, he wasn't by any stretch of the imagination on Saturday incredible, but he made a lot of the plays that he needed to play or needed to make on the fourth down conversion. Um, Matt Campbell, that was huge. That was all him. Yep. He got to his third read on the touchdown that ended that that drive that put him up. Um, I believe it was twenty four seven at that point. That was also a play that Campbell said that Beck made on his own. Um, so he's certainly starting to make some plays. But I think the biggest thing is he feels largely mistake prone. Like, I know he's had a couple pick sixes and he's had a couple mistakes this year that you really are like, okay, that wasn't a good decision. But they're, they're not very common. Um, and I, he has impressed me this year. He's been really mm-hmm. steady. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, the fourth down, that was the one to Easton Dean, right? That that was his third third read on fourth down, was that yeah. it? Uh, and that was the time. You were you were in the press box. So you, you didn't see this, but the announce. Oh, it's a long story. It just pisses me off that they're not in the building watching the game, calling the game. They're on a remote location. Anyway, Alec, good stuff. Are you headed to Cincinnati? Yeah, I will be going to Cincinnati this weekend. So um, if anyone wants to talk to me, um, feel free to give me a call on the eight-and-a-half-hour drive to want to talk about basketball. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm fired up to go out to Nippert. Um, it's certainly a place that a lot of people have said good things about. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff coming up this week on the website. So. I bet there is. Uh, Alec Bussey on the road with the Cyclones. Well done, Alec. Thanks for doing this for us. We'll speak with you next uh, Monday. Safe trip there and back. We'll read all your coverage at CycloneAlert.com. Alec Bussey, thank you. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yep. Enjoy the, the fall weather. That's up your alley. Indeed it is. Take care, brother. Alec Bussey uh, on Iowa State. Good for him jumping on the road, too, yeah. with the team. That's good for him. really, really yep, good. Get hustling. to see Nippert Stadium. And you mentioned it earlier. I think a lot of people making their way there out there. I think there are, Trent. Yeah. I think there are. New spot, drivable. Yep. yep. Don't have to hop on a plane. This is one where take Friday off, get either a jump start on things on Thursday. You're going to a major city. Yes, absolutely. Get some skyline chili. Yeah, you'll be disappointed. Well, maybe you won't, but maybe a lot of people are. Um, do the Bengals play at home this week? Uh, I, I, yes, they do. Yeah. They do. Double dip it. Seahawks. Ooh. Seahawks on the 15th. Yeah, how about that? Anyways, we'll take a timeout. The Go Bengals ahead. looked like a better? real team again. Better, right? Joe Burrow, did he did he go get that operation manipulation over in Germany? Is that the rumor? Well, I mean, remember when Kobe went over there, and there was always a lot of talk about yeah. a lot of NBA Is that stars. Platelet stuff. What are they doing? There's that. Well, <laughs> there's that, and there's some other things. Um, he looked like a different guy, though. But they were forty-five to one to win the Super Bowl yesterday. Oh yeah, forty-five. You to bought one. a ticket, didn't you? Of course, it did, Trent. Yes, you did, know that. Yeah. You me better than that. <laughs> you just need to be betting games, knock it off with those futures. Uh, it's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six value dot com. And welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, tomorrow, Frank Schwab will be here from YahooSports.com. He's a Wisconsin grad, so we'll get Schwab oh, yeah. in here with the Wisconsin-Iowa and do a little NFL. By the way, I forgot to do this earlier. 
happy Thanksgiving to my fellow Canadians oh, in the listening audience. You know, love your Canadian Thanksgiving? It's what do you huge, Trent. What do you get, a pheasant? What, what do you guys do up there? <laughs> pheasant. No, it's turkey. Oh, okay. Pheasant. <laughs> Reindeer. Know. Yeah, you guys are a little different up there. Caribou. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, something for you, a little bit disappointing, our game of the week coming up this week. What game? Number one versus number two, undefeated versus undefeated. Yeah, yeah. Southeast Polk against yeah. Dowling Catholic. Uh, we'll not be able to broadcast the game. Why? New Stadium doesn't have enough room for radio. At Southeast Polk. So both Mark Amadeo with the Iowa Catholic Radio Network and myself are not being able to broadcast they, the game. No, no, hang on a second. Yeah. It's a brand new facility. Brand new. And they didn't build the press box to accommodate media. Apparently. That's 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 not that's not good. Yeah. Very disappointing. For, for no I mean for going no one could do the game? They have room for CISN. They will and be they will there. do the TV slash. Yes. Yep. So th- it will be available there, but uh, for so me... What, so what if Mur- Murph and uh, Insurgency want to show up and do it? Oh, they'd, they'd find room for them. Yeah. Because huh. uh, apparently it's a beautiful facility, It is. Right? Well, I was looking forward to doing a broadcast from there. Our friends with Graphite Construction Group that have supported high school sports in this area yeah. for a long time yeah. helped build it, but right. uh, I'm out. <laughs> so we'll find another game, and it's okay. It happens. Yeah, but disappointing though. It should be. So where are you going to go? Do you know? Ah, well, I'll look at it here this afternoon and figure it out. But yeah, one versus two and no radio coverage. Nope, that's uh, too bad. Um, yeah, that is that's not right. Uh, your takeaway from the NFL in, in thirty seconds would be what? Well, the Forty ers are so clear no. of everybody else. I think now they are. Aren't they? We've seen this before. Teams that race out and an injury. Just the happens. NFC or everybody, everybody. else? Yeah, I think I mean, so. Yeah, the gap so between too. them and everybody else is significant. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the best team in October. I get that. Right. But they're the best team in October by far. They certainly are. Philadelphia's okay. I think they're taking a step back from last year. We'll see. Long way to go, thankfully. Yes. Uh, it's noon. When we come back, we'll talk to Bama Bob. We'll go around college football. John Miller's going to make an appearance at the bottom of the hour. He's pinch hitting for the Iowa media, most of which have assembled in Minneapolis for uh, Big Ten women's media, basketball media days. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hour 2 coming up next.